You're listening to Trash in the Can, only on oneofus.net. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. Let's see. So usually we just sort of chit-chat for a minute and we call something into a cold open and then I'll do like an actual introduction and stuff right. and then we'll... Are, is this so, recording? So oh, yeah, he's recording. recording for like so, a So uh, Kim, if you could just say something witty, <laughs> uh, witty or charming that we could use as a cold open, that would be much appreciated. Okay. Uh, witty or charming. Can I talk about the importance of... Being earnest. Wearing chapstick when you are the lead of a movie yes it's very important i think it's extremely important also not having makeup on that makes you look like a corpse in a coffin (laughs) um maybe enunciating your lines that's it it feels like that we should talk about i i want to i want to if anybody out there knows james bond the third the last one uh let me know because I, i i have some important tips for him for this 30-year-old movie that I think he should really take yeah. into consideration. Like, skincare is important. Hydration, lotion. Like, I have not, up to this point in my life, really been uh, concerned with staying hydrated skin-wise. Like, lotion and all that stuff. But my girlfriend bought me some. And she's trying to, like, you know, encourage a skincare routine. Because I guess I am approaching 40. And I you forget are. that we're not the same age. Uh, but I, I know she doesn't because she can see me. Well, that's a senile thing. What? Oh, see, well, see, I didn't get it because I'm see now. <laughs> we're at 37. I'll be 38 in October. And, I feel uh, like you look great, though, oh, for wow. you know, for a person like you. Well, that's a uh, wow. <laughs> She's not coming back to the show, right? <laughs> right I think you don't know what I meant by that. <laughs> no, but uh, I don't like the <laughs> options. <laughs> <laughs> So hello and welcome again to Trash in the Can, where we watch bad movies because we're slobbering and farting and gagging and shit. Uh, <laughs> Nothing's changed. Yeah, no, no. Uh, I'm Eric Samaniego. Uh, <laughs> I forgot uh, that happened. <laughs> and with me as always is uh, my co-host, <laughs> the uh, Bill Nunn to my Whoopi Goldberg, Mr. Wright Sulek. Hello. Right, how are you? I'm doing great, Eric. How are you? I'm doing well on this fine day after St. Patrick's Day here in the beautiful, cold Austin, Texas. It is cold. Surprisingly cold. So, yeah. folks, we have a first-time guest. You may have heard her on uh, a number of other podcasts that are part of the uh, oneofus.net. Uh, is that what it is? Oh, my God. Yeah, whatever. I don't listen He's to it. He's on the goddamn thing. <laughs> he doesn't even know what we're on. It's Look, oneofus.net. I'm on, I'm on my meds, and I don't know what they're called. I Your couldn't say that. or the network? Uh, either. <laughs> I can't pronounce most of it. Anyway, Kim Brown. Kim, thank you for being here today. I'm so excited to be here, guys. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Kim, <laughs> what brings you to the show? 
Longtime fan, I assume. Oh, yeah. Huge she's listener. Been, she's been listening for years. Yeah. Yeah. Huge fan of one of the hosts. Uh, I'll let the audience decide who their favorite is. But At the I... end, it'll be a poll. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she hates that guy, Eric. <laughs> one of them I, I really, really dig. The other one, mm, give or take. But he did have the good enemas earlier, so that's what's up. Good enemas? Yeah, you said we, we've been shitting and vomiting oh, and right. pooping. And oh, we're man, cleared you, out. We're cleared meds. out and you ready to go. Get new meds for your senile... Uh, My ass. Your, your senile ass. <laughs> so uh, we watched uh, 1990s uh, Death by Temptation. Yes. So it's uh, in a long line of movies that we do on the show that are written and directed by the star of the film... Yeah, like these kind of loser auteurs. Yes. Who have no business. Although I will say that this movie looks amazing. It, it, it for considering. Considering what it is, I think it yeah. has a strong style. Yeah, it, it is. And, um, Ernest, uh, Ernest R. Dickerson. Yeah, he does. Uh, he's the cinematographer. For he directed a bunch of horror movies and stuff. So you'd recognize him if you watch those documentaries. He's always a talking head. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, but it's written, directed, and starring James Bond. The third. Can we can we afford to use some of the James Bond theme song when we introduce that? We'll ask Chris. But yeah, so and this guy is the only film he directed and wrote. He, yeah. he has uh, some small parts in some other movies. As yeah, an actor. he's here and there in some other couple of movies. Spike Lee movies too. Like yeah. I, I think it's a small film community in New York that's, that all knew each other. That's why it looks like he he does look familiar, but I just I can't place him anywhere and then i see well, it looks like parts. every creep you walk at the, like you see at the grocery store oh man it's uh hey you smell like my mom's purse yeah he looks like he'd be at a strip club but only with ten dollars so and he's saving it he wants to wait and spend it on the right stripper so he's just there all night sitting alone <laughs> such an apt description of <laughs> he has exactly ten dollars it's like, do you want to drink? Like, no, nah, no, nah, I have to wait. No. Uh, wait, so Kim, you're uh, obviously a big fan of the actor because uh, of what you have said about him throughout the film. So uh, what are your thoughts on our lead? The lead actor, uh, James Bond the third, who is the last James Bond. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, talk this... about that real quick. So James Bond the third has a father named James, James Bond the second and a grandfather <laughs> named James Bond the first. Um, he... Was the um, what the main writer, director, uh -huh. and the lead of this film? So he was he was all over it. His his he touched every part of this film. Unfortunately, oh. with his ashy uh, fingers, with his ashy ashy everything. Those um, lips. In, in horrible shape up. By the way, if you're black, you know what I mean when when a man has a bad shape up. It's, it's not a good look. It's not a good look. But um, <laughs> anyway, he he was the lead of the film. I assume. That either he has some type of egotistical want to be the lead of a film, so he cast himself, or he could not afford to pay somebody else who could act and speak lines to be the lead. <laughs> I, one of the two options. Maybe both. Maybe there's a, a happy accident where he wanted to be the lead and he didn't have the money to pay for a lead. So it worked out. Luckily, he could afford um, the secondary, like the supporting actor. Oh, yeah. Kadeem Hardison, who you might know better from Vampire in Brooklyn, which is the same movie, but with a higher budget and better actors and Eddie Murphy. Yeah. So literally, it's if you've seen Vampire in Brooklyn, you've seen this movie. But which is weird. This movie's like a fever dream of Vampire in Brooklyn. Yeah. Very well, strange. And weirdly so uh, in uh, Sweden... 
This movie didn't make it to distribution until after Vampire in Brooklyn was released in theaters, so they just released it as a straight-up sequel to Vampire in Brooklyn. Are you joking? No, not at all. They, they just uh, changed the name for the Swedish release as a, a sequel to Vampire in Brooklyn. Oh, does it actually say It's Vampire? called Vampire in Brooklyn Part 2 in Sweden. I love it. I can't tell if you're trolling. No, I swear to God, I'm not. So I assume it's just like, they're so white... That they said, why well, is another movie with black people? Let's call it The Vampire in the Brooklyn Tea. <laughs> We're also from Transylvania all, all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. What was wider than Dracula? <laughs> so, the, the plot. The, it, because it begins, um, Samuel Jackson is in this. Uh, yes, one very, of his early roles. Yeah. Because this is 1990. Right. And he is a preacher in the most uh, popular church uh, in town. And uh, the only person... Well, so that's like a dream. It's a dream sequence, yeah. So it's a big empty church and his son is watching him preach, but there is a a shadowy figure. A spooky woman as the... uh, Spooky woman, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know, pretty woman, but spooky woman. (laughs) Hey, look, I'm, I'm... Full of ideas. You should sing us out of this by singing Spooky Oh, we usually do. do, 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 do. <laughs> boo, 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 let's boo, save boo, it. Let's boo. save it. All right. You're right. I'll warm up. Keep <clears throat> the people waiting. So he's... It'll keep them listening. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, Samuel Jackson is saying is like the, a, uh, a good man endureth uh, temptation or something like that. Endureth temptation. Mm-hmm. And like slowly and slowly, the spooky woman is coming up from behind uh, the sun. Then she keeps jumping pews, basically. Yeah. Oh, I mean, we don't see her literally jumping over them because that would be hilarious. <laughs> that would have been great. It's a missed opportunity. Pole right vaulting. There. Absolutely. Yeah. And then uh, like it's kind of scattershot in it because we don't know it's a dream just yet. But then all of a sudden you see that Samuel Jackson and uh, his wife are in a car. They're driving and they see a woman in the, the street. And then Samuel Jackson almost like plows into her. And then they get in a car wreck and they both die. Mm-hmm. That's when our lead, James Bond, the third, uh, wakes up. And uh, he's in a cold sweat. And he's living at his grandmother's house in North Carolina. I believe you're right. Yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. And he then calls his... Oh, no, that's not even the opening. Oh, the opening is in the that's bar, That's the best right? opening in, in the world. Oh, the, that's right. We've the got bartender. Bartender. He's, he's uh, on the phone with uh, his gal, one of his gals. Multiple gals. And uh, he's basically saying, hey, look, honey, we can kick it if you get an abortion. And I'll pay for it. And uh, just tell me how much in the check is in the mail, you know. And I he, love the check is in the mail. That oh, was the yeah. best line. The check will not be in the mail, lady. No, no. <laughs> Just so you know. <laughs> and if it does show up, uh, good luck cashing it. <laughs> but what a bold choice to open the movie on a guy telling a woman to get an abortion. Yeah. It, it couldn't be 2023. It, it just couldn't. Well, <laughs> well, I guess the way the country's going, he would be telling her not to. He'd be saying, let's, let's uh, take a weekend trip to Mexico, baby, and ditch this kid. <laughs> God. <laughs> But yeah, and so I guess the movie, because the movie definitely is coming with a point of view about morality, because ultimately it's about where this uh, succubus, she's preying on men that are straight out not good. Like this guy is being painted very broadly as like, this guy is shitty. Right. And then another guy later, he takes off his wedding ring. So he's like a shitty guy. Right. The guy, the, the bartender is, uh, you know, had a, a few conversations, but there's a, a very... Uh, uh, s- seductive woman at the end of the bar. Which, okay, so she is this uh, very sultry, tempting woman. What do we think about her? Like, let's just, all right, let's be pigs in the 21st century. What do we think of her physically? Is she beautiful? Would we, you know, if given the chance, stop? 
it, it's a hard I feel I'm in a tough spot right now because the 90s makeup is not doing her justice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think she is a beautiful woman, but Got the 80s makeup structure. was throwing me off hardcore yeah. because it made it aged her mm-hmm. in a way that it made all her features look droopier to me. So if I'm being honest and I was in this smoky African-American bar in New York in 1990, I don't think I I don't think me and her would lock eyes across the room. Mm-hmm. Um, just because um, like she she was giving me like major auntie vibes and not like the hot auntie you want to bone the, yeah. the auntie that brings you the like you know the watermelon wrapped candies that aren't good. <laughs> <laughs> it was just I wasn't feeling her I wasn't feeling her vibe. But I think if 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 we made this movie in this day and age with some good makeup, some good highlighter, good bronzer, she might have a chance with me. Yeah, I was wondering about the budget on this as far as uh, makeup and costumes and such. Because some of the costumes were on point, but like yeah. everybody's makeup that isn't special effects makeup is kind of bad. Well, it's like old high school theater makeup. So, like, yeah. Which, just... But so that she's, yeah, I, I agree. Like, she's got a beautiful bone structure. Mm-hmm. She's definitely pretty and everything. Yeah. But like, she doesn't seem glammed up the way one would assume of this evil woman that's seducing men. Well, that's like the bedazzled with Elizabeth uh, Hurley. Just oh, like, the, the remake. Yeah. yeah, the remake. And it's just like, that I can, like, because she's so striking. And uh, it's like, okay, but, you know. So I'm thinking, like, Angela Bassett in this era. I mean, she's beautiful now. But, like, Angela Bassett in that role. Yeah. Like, someone well, who's very striking. Once again, watch Vampire in Brooklyn. Oh, it's right. It's a better yeah. version oh, of this movie. Right. And she is actually in that film That's looking right. stunning. And I think, but I think uh, Vampire in Brooklyn was uh, filmed maybe five years, like 1994 or five, 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 something, something like, like that. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I will cut this movie a little like the thinnest piece of slack on the makeup just because I know up until about six to eight years ago, there weren't a lot of color ranges and makeup for darker skin characters. Mm. So a lot of uh, black people and by the way, audience, I'm a dark skinned black woman. Um, I remember You're black? I am. <laughs> So literally when I was in college, I went to an Ulta to buy foundation and they told me I was too dark. They had no makeup for me. Oh, and they were like, have you ever tried costume makeup? Uh, so and this is like whoa. 2010, me as a dark skinned woman and being told, uh, have you tried clown makeup? Because go find some black ass clown makeup. And I'm like, what the heck? Holy shit. So I can't even imagine 1990, how rough it must have been for actors, especially on a low budget film where yeah, I'm yeah. sure... The director did not budget for good makeup, so all the right. actors probably had to just come to come to set already made up or, or whatever it may right. be. So I completely understand why a lot of the black people in this look like they were casket ready. Yeah. They, they, there was a lot of like gray undertones where I was like, this is tough. But I get it because literally the makeup industry did not even get, get um, inclusive until very, very, very recently. Huh. Wow, so that's like basically yesterday is yeah. like wow, okay, yeah, and yeah, then the lighting's not doing it any favors. I think the some of the the choices stylistically are very interesting, but yeah, man, yeah. like the lead and his grandmother, like you said, casket ready, like yeah. looking gray as hell. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I but I you know it's not to say uh, so the uh, succubus she's great. She's fun. She's yeah, fun. She's that's really what fun I mean. Yeah, yeah, she's fun. And so she like. Uh, lures the uh, the bartender uh, back to uh, her place, and what well, he just like walks in, and then that's when he's like, "I, because I love when anyone has to say freakazoid." Uh, 
he caught like he's sitting on, uh, on her bed and it's like oh man you could tell a lot by a woman's bed and uh, like who they are it's like you must be one freakazoid i'm like i love that cartoon oh yeah and, and this guy's like he's got a mustache he's uh in this suit is he wasn't he wearing a oh, red jacket he was wearing like, a red jacket oh, with yeah. a blue checkered shirt underneath yeah Bold choices he's got a billy d vibe like yeah. relaxed hair mm-hmm. and yeah like He's a player, obviously, as it's established, because he's paying for or promising to pay for so many abortions. Yeah, I don't think he's paying. And, well, anything. he's the only player that we really see in the film. A lot of the other men who are her victims are like really <clears throat> awkward guys who were just in a bar or guys who were in a in the bar to be like an adulterer or something. Yeah, right. He, he's a, the most bold character we see in the film as far as a man goes. Uh, which is fitting because we see his whole his whole butt crack and uh, penis and balls. So yeah, I forgot you see dog in this he, he movie. He was yeah. a brave man. We see yeah. dog. He looked afraid. I can tell you that much. Aww. I thought he looked unafraid. Oh, well. personally. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine running in terror with a full erection? How no. funny that would look, and how much it would hurt bouncing. Yes, slapping your belly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that would be an awkward run. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do that. You could be a f- scare yourself. No, no, I'm just going to get hard and go for a run. <laughs> I know. Uh, well, I, know, I cannot relate to any of this at all. But I maybe like it's similar to when you run w- not wearing a bra as a woman. Oh, right. I'll, yeah. I'll equate it to that. Yeah. But uh, right hey, earlier asked too. me. I can attest. Yeah. <laughs> right asked me earlier how I felt about the main uh, character, Joel. And oh, yeah. that was a hard question because Joel is such a non character. He, other than being like super Jesus-y, like he, he's a real Christy character. Yeah. Other than that, that's his whole personality. Conversely, the bad guy in the movie, the temptress or a spooky woman, as the subtitles called her, <laughs> she, I felt, was really well-developed. I mean, we get to see her before she meets the main characters, mm-hmm. basically out hunting her mm-hmm. prey. And I thought that was really cool. Some Some of the kills, she kind of, dragged out a little bit she played with her food um so yeah, to speak. yeah yeah so i really enjoyed seeing a couple of those different kills because it also at the start of the film made it showed us that she was a threat yeah so when they did introduce the the main character joel and his um <clears throat> friend Kay, we were we were worried for them so i think the movie did that really well mm-hmm. but i don't think it it did the same thing for any of the other characters um, Kay was pretty under Kay. I mean, he was a secondary character, and he's a New York guy. But he's like an actor, or like he was. Uh, yeah, yeah, he was an actor. Yeah, the other characters they had sprinkled in bits about them, but we didn't really. It was mostly exposition. Yeah. Um, the temptress was the only character we really got to see do things. Even the main character Joel, they kept saying he's a. He's he's trained for years to be a world renowned minister. Which also we like, didn't see him do one sermon. No, like could we throw in a sermon? I didn't, like, yeah. I didn't get, let like, me see his power. How old he was supposed to be? Because the way that he acted, he was either twelve or thirty two. Like I don't either way he's yeah. a virgin. The, so. oh, yeah, well. completely. Yeah. And there there was a sort of an adolescent quality to the way that he was and Okay. Like, let's Well, so the the thing with like uh, so he goes to New York, and it's poorly executed in the way that because he we're wants supposed to travel to, the world. He wants. Well, to he be seems to he... maybe be having like a maybe some not a crisis of faith, but he he's he needs some uh, distance. He said and some perspective. Yeah, right, right, right. But again, it's one of those things. Like you said, like that character, 
there's no depth or dimension and the other characters don't really have it but those actors are more charismatic and so they can coast a little on that yeah but he has no charisma so none you could take him out of this movie and it would be better for it yeah yeah i would kind of the the they repeated at least five times in the in the movie how he was going to be not just a minister but a world-renowned minister and at the same time every time this man spoke he was I'm, I really like How Jesus. How is anybody going to follow? awesome. And I'm like, why are you whispering? Was, speak. Like, like, speak hey, with your full chest. Uh, <laughs> What's uh, wrong? What do you, what do you, uh, the, New York is so wild. It's I wouldn't crazy. even follow this man to Chipotle if he was like, hey, you want a free Chipotle? <laughs> Much less follow yeah. him to the pearly gates or whatever the you yeah, know, heck he's selling. I wouldn't <laughs> follow him to the front door of my own house. No. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, okay, so this this. Poor man. He mumbled his way throughout the entire film. It was kind of astonishing to see yeah. this guy try to, quote unquote, act. And, like, and, and he wrote and directed it. He knew what he was trying to do, or at least seemingly. That's the thing. I mean, like, it's his movie, yeah. but it always seems like they literally woke him up just before the take. Like, they just nudged him. And it's like, okay, time to go. Oh, wait, which one are we shooting? Okay. Anyway. Jesus, he's my friend. He's like, yeah, I, I don't drink. I don't, I don't drink at all anymore. I don't want to do that. Ever. It's he's like, oh, okay. So when, when, he, when he finally gets to New York and he's hanging out with Kay, uh, who, what's his name again? Uh, Hardison. Kadeem Hardison. Kadeem Hardison. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they're talking. I was like, yeah, let's go out. I'll take you to a bar. He's like, oh, so... Uh, I was like, well, you know, I don't drink. It's like, that's fine. We'll get you some milk. It's okay. And uh, he's like, oh, can oh, you put the milk in a, a mug, a beer mug? <laughs> and then can you slide it down the bar? Like, you mean like the old West? Just like, no, like a New York bar. I love that he corrected him because I have never seen that except for in the old West. But there, it feels like a couple of the scenes where it's just him and his friend, there's an improv, like an improv thing going on. Yeah. Where, because it doesn't feel like it's, it, I, there's something going on. It well, feels it like they're it making it up a yeah, little. It doesn't feel natural. And, and uh, in an you know, odd the friend way. is doing his best to keep the scene moving because he's a real actor. Hardison is so charismatic and good, and everything that he does is like, how are you pulling this together? This yeah, is crazy. Which he, he was the glue that held oh my God. this whatever this was we watched together. Without it, him, this would be a nothing burger of yeah. a movie. <laughs> it it yeah. must have been so frustrating for him to act right opposite of uh, uh, James Bond. The third, and oh boy, uh, it's a runner. <laughs> hey, I, I'm sticking to it. Okay, I think it's a good one. Uh, but God, it, must, it just must have been so. It must have been fucking frustrating for anyone, or like the the uh, succubus as well. Just yeah. like because having oh, to seduce man. that like human nap. <laughs> <laughs> well, the temptress. We we do have to admit she gave it her all. This oh, lady yeah. was yeah. at. Yeah, because yeah. we alone. We, alone. That's so much work. A, a lot of her best scenes were just her, you know, kind of gyrating and having a seizure in front of the camera. Yeah. And I was, I was here for it. I mean, yeah. yes, put breathe some life into this film because Mister JB the Third is just like sleeping, sleepwalking oh, yeah. his way through this. So his own film. God. Yeah. So he. Uh, so what happens? Okay. So oh, then. So we see the two murders back to back with the temptress, where we got the married guy. And she doesn't kill him when they're in bed together. Yeah, remember yeah, she, yeah. she says she gave him something. Herpes. Mm-hmm. Well, like, but she says it's like worse than I remember. Was you it can't worse cure than it. death? You There's can't no cure. cure. Yeah, yeah. So. so is this also because it's 1990? It's New York. Is this oh. an allusion like to more AIDS? AIDS? Yeah, yeah, I felt oh. it was more AIDS than anything. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was thinking. Like, 
I know that this was the period, and we're a little older than you, but like the 90s, all I remember growing up was like the AIDS crisis and AIDS being taught in school. Yeah. And I remember Nickelodeon had a special with uh, Magic Jordan and it was all about AIDS and making right. it to be positive and stuff. Right. Like it was really part of the zeitgeist in a way that I don't think people, and I got, I'm going to sound old, but like younger people don't appreciate. Uh, exactly how intense yeah. the fear was around it. Yeah. Because now, you know, we have things like prep and stuff. But, like, in those days, even as a kid, I remember being afraid, like, if I had to go to the hospital, I would get it. Because there was right. that kid that got, like, the blood transfusion and stuff. That's right, so yeah. this movie also seems to be commenting on AIDS, but I'm not really sure what it's saying. Maybe for that that one part? I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think I'm Well, but, it. like, all of them, all of her victims that we see later in a hallucination, they all seem to have the same sort of, like disease oh, on their and face like, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, the boils. And, I don't know. I'd be yeah. interested to know if there's supposed to be some message. I completely agree. I, I do think there was some type of subtitle or not subtitle. Um, subtext. Subtext going on there. Um, I do want to point out as much as I do think the Temptress was the most well-rounded character, there were parts of her storyline that I didn't fully understand. Like you mentioned, she did kill Joel's parents. Yeah. And then before she was going to kill Joel, she mentioned he's the last one in his bloodline. As yeah. though that was something of importance. Maybe. But she never really, you know, if she had been like, if I kill the last of a bloodline, I'm free of this curse or something. But there was never yeah. like a result. Like, what's yeah. the matter if he's the last in the bloodline? Yeah, there's that, no, like, no in-game explained, really. Yeah, but she was going for after Joel hard. Like, she even, um, she could have easily had Kay's character. She flirted with Kay's character early in yeah. the film, and he was into her. Yeah. It just so happened that night he couldn't go home with her, but um, he was definitely still into her. So she wasn't just going after any any guy who she could take home. She wanted Joel. She lured but, him to New York with yeah, those dreams he and was I, having. But I'm like, yeah. but why do you want him? What is, please tell me what's special about him because yeah. for the love of me, I could not see anything special Honestly, about he's this a man. Great, he's a great listener. She's just doing us all a favor is what she's doing. <laughs> she's taking one for the team. Yeah. But so yeah, that, that was confusing too because if she killed his father, what is he associated with the bloodline? Because it's not as though, because we realize, okay, he's a good man. Like maybe the last good man, quote unquote. But uh, but there are other the people that are the last of their bloodline. Why why is it his family? Because uh, uh, what's coming to my head is um is dogma. That's the whole point of the Linda Florentino character that uh -huh. she is a descendant of Jesus, right. and so that's why like oh if they kill her, uh, then the you know hell on earth becomes a thing. And see blah, that blah, would blah. make more sense to me. Which yeah. we, we maybe we can use for recycling later when we talk about how oh, we I already the got movie. my recycling. Okay. Uh, yeah well, yeah I. It's very stupid, but I can't wait. But so we have a, a montage of, uh, you know, our uh, our lead getting dressed in his friend's house and trying Which on different great. clothes. My favorite scene. It's pretty fun. The whole, whole pretty spooky woman thing. <laughs> and then they go to the bar, the same location, the same bar. Yeah. Uh, and the only bar in New York. And there's that weird uh, card that comes up that says later that evening. Oh yeah, that, they have like a little uh, title cards uh, throughout the or it, only a couple two. times. Yeah, one that said North Carolina and one that said later that evening. Yeah, as though we couldn't surmise that from just watching yeah. the it's movie. Like, whoa, whoa! Be where, what is going on now? I don't know. I, I I don't know when this is. I so wish he also narrated it. That would have been hysterical. <laughs> and, and then we went to the bar. And then we Look, went to the bar. I, I didn't couldn't drink, wait though. to have my milk in a mug. Oh, at me. One Shirley Temple, please. <laughs> but and that was was weird when that later that evening came up. It felt like a scene was missing. 
Because it went to, to black and then said that, and then we yeah. came back suddenly. Yeah. But basically in that time, Joel has met the succubus. Yeah. The temptation. And temptation. And she comes up, and, and Kay is kind of like, oh, shit, here she is. This is the girl that I was talking to you about. And then she's like, hi, I've never met you before. Who are you? And he's like, wait, what? And and he thinks that she's a joke. a joking around because like she and uh, Joel have like a little joke going on. But no, she goes and sits at the other end of the bar with Joel and gets him a non-alcoholic drink and they laugh. And then Bill Nunn comes up and is like, you looking at her? There's something off about her. Because Bill Nunn, yeah. His can character. we talk about his character real quick? Because he has a an incredible scene because he's, he's just a bar fly. That's basically just hitting on anything that moves. He's a yeah. regular Eric Samaniego, some would say. But I don't lie. <laughs> He's a regular Eric Samaniego, some would say. My lies are better. Yeah. He's a regular Eric Samaniego, I'd say. Uh, but yeah, so he, he always tells these tall tales about, hey, I'm a kung fu actor and Bruce Lee is not Eric dead. He's a regular Eric Samaniego. Okay. Yeah, Bruce Lee's not dead. <laughs> but I... Uh, he so yeah he comes up to Kay and he's telling him like there's something wrong with her I don't know what it is but uh, he's been following her I didn't I was in the restaurant for that moment uh, it's a little later well, on he's a police officer and he had to oh, follow yeah. her but it he it sounds like he specializes it's almost like I want a, a spinoff where he's doing the X Files because it sounds like he's a cop that specializes in weird deaths yeah yeah and it, like uh, he's talking about like ETs and vampires and shit. That oh, kind of stuff. I was not. I, you were in the John. Yeah. Um, Took your can break. You truly did not miss much. I, we watched some texts on a screen. Yeah. Say that she <laughs> was a suspect in many murders. So she's a suspect in many murders. She's a suspect. Uh, <laughs> so, but there's this one scene. I, I don't even know what it, it doesn't have to do with anything. It's just, it's a scene with Bill Nunn. He's crazily hitting on this woman uh, oh, is this to, the model? Yes. Oh, he's, he's like, like, I've seen you in that magazine. And she's about to confirm, yes, yes, this is me, Vogue. And he's like, penthouse. Yeah. I got it up on my wall by my bed. Yeah. And it's like, I, uh, okay, what did he say about wet Which, panties? What she says, you must be hard up. And he's offended. And he's like, look, I'm no stranger to wet panties. Oh, man. And then he says, oh, something else. But basically, like, hey, how dare you? I fuck all the time. What does he say? Uh, oh my god! The wet panties thing like knocked me out for five minutes. It was it was <laughs> shocking. The boldness. Yeah. I, I think if a man said that to me at a bar, I would legit die and resurrect in three days. By Jesus. the way, Easter is soon. <laughs> uh, and Jesus was no stranger to wet panties. Oh no! <laughs> Mary Magdalene, I'm looking at you. Joel would not approve of this. <laughs> hey, hey, stop that! Stop talking about my friend Jesus. Stop, stop. Um, Chapstick? Chapstick? Uh, so, uh, Wait, what did you say earlier? And you said that uh, you know the black folks in the audience would understand what you meant. That Oh, that he needed a, a better lineup? What is a lineup? It's when you um, uh, you go to a barber and they, they like line up your oh, edges yeah, so yeah. they look sharp. Okay, oh. yeah. His edges were all types of fucked up. Okay, Can we curse yeah. on this? Fuck no. Okay, good. I mean, so yeah, his edges were fucked up. We just <laughs> said uh, wet panties. I think you're okay to curse. <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know what. I know technically those words aren't curse words on their own, but together they paint a picture. <laughs> Let James they Bond spray the a third. picture. Oh, I know. God. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, I'm just being a silly squirt. <laughs> oh God, stop it. I'm sorry. Uh, so he does that thing. A guy comes in and uh, uh, saves the day and takes the Vogue model away from Bill Nunn. He's like, 
What the fuck? Uh, which Bill Nunn? Which yay or nay? Would you do him? Would do. Yeah, yeah 1990. I think he's I a mean, good-looking fellow. He's a good I was surprised he was getting shot down all the time. Exactly. I mean, his game is bad, they but he's a good-looking fat. guy. They called him fat. And also, yeah. that he's dep- not fat. He looked like a football player to yeah. me. He looked yeah. stacked. Calling honestly. him fat depresses me <laughs> the hell out. Like my God, if he's fat, what am I? Wet panties. The whale. <laughs> he he does have very adorable chubby cheeks. Like yes, he's, he's got a big face. So he has a big face, but his body, I'm like, dude, he could probably lift. 300 pounds or something. I don't know yeah. what weights are, but, um, <laughs> well, yeah, 300, man, that guy could lift, lift a thousand he could, pounds. <laughs> he could bench a car. <laughs> We're health play. experts here on trash in the can. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the years of drinking has not done our brains any good. Uh, yeah, I don't remember math. So. Uh, but yeah, so, uh, what happens? Oh, so Kay and Bill Nunn's character then kind of team up and they go to a um, psychic. Psychic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, because Joel is out with the uh, uh, temptation, but just when she comes to pick him up at his buddy's place, she uh, oh. le- she uh, he yeah. le- Joel leaves them alone for a moment, and there's a big floor length like, mirror, and he does this whole double take thing. It's like she's not casting a reflection, which is hinted at earlier in the movie because her mirrors are covered in her place. Which also, oh, why, why would she, she have mirrors? <laughs> yeah, what? Yeah, what is she looking at if she's like, oh, th- this whole thing? Like, like the wall needs something. It seems yeah. like more hassle to hang a mirror and then put a curtain over it than yeah. just not buy a mirror. Yeah, but that's just me. I'm not a demon. And I don't know. I, I, and also I don't get it because that lore is dedicated to. Vampires. vampires. In fairness, I don't really know what the succubus lore is. I just know that they're supposed to seduce and steal your soul. Yeah, they don't really murder you. This movie took its own take on it. Well, mm-hmm. they murder you, but not in like a blood and gore type of way. They just yeah. like suck your energy out of your penis or something. Which, uh, I mean, I, I've been, I'm divorced, so I understand. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's a cheap joke. Uh, my ex-wife is not like that at all. She's a good person. <laughs> Minute. Well, you have to say that one. she sucked the energy out of your penis. No, we'd be together. Okay, okay. Yeah, I don't want to yeah. talk about that. You this. have to cut that out. <laughs> Leave this it is, in. This is already a very cutty episode. I know. But yeah, I have had the soul sucked out of me before, for okay. sure. Well, um, so. Like the antidotes in there, okay, you know? Well. God bless them. Um, Those women and twinks out there. So. Uh, but yeah, we don't curse on this show. <laughs> Good to know. I'm, I apologize. So what happened? Uh, oh, uh, so yeah, he well, the, the whole yeah he sees she has no reflection because he's confronting her. Like, why did you act like you don't know me? Blah blah blah. Yeah. And what I don't understand is when Joel comes back, he just lets them leave together. Why yeah. w- wouldn't you like? Hey, he's Joel, I have to talk to you in the kitchen real quick. Just to, we'll be right back. Joel. Joel. Jesus Christ. I told you not to say take his name in vain. I gotta go. <laughs> yeah, that would happen. Uh, yeah, so he just lets him go with her, and so while that's happening, Joel and Bill Nunn go. Uh, not Joel. Uh, what's Kay. his name? K. 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 And Bill Nunn go to the psychic. Yeah, and she starts doing her thing, and she's giving. I was hoping for more explanation. Like I've seen this movie before, but it's not yeah. specific. This this would be the point where she would have explained, like, oh, she is uh, trying to kill the last bloodline of blah, 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 blah. of this family. Yeah, or whatever. And um, but she doesn't. It's do all that. vague. Like I just needed one line where it was like, oh, you're the descendant of 
Joseph the Apostle. Sorry, I used your legal uh, government name. Anyway, uh, the yeah, he's on the run, so we can't. <laughs> you, you is your real name James Bond the Fourth? No, Bond. Okay. No, his real Bond name is, is Octopussy. Octopussy. <laughs> Uh, no, it it's, and I'm Doctor No. It's, yeah, it's it's panties, <laughs> wet panties. Well, no, my reputation. I'm Doctor Yes. <laughs> oh my God. Doctor Yes. Doctor Yes. <laughs> oh my God. Paul Lind, I didn't know we were going to have you on the show today. I'm a big fan of Temptation. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What was that? I can't hear you. I'm deaf. <laughs> oh, man. By temptation. I, do, oh, do I lost want to, Paul Lynn. Yeah, do you want me to cut that part out? Wait, wait. Uh, <laughs> cut, cut this part out. I was on a roll. What was I on a roll about? Uh, I don't know. Um, something. Pretend I'm a lobster. On a roll. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Never mind. Okay, we got Well, to you're stop. not on a roll anymore. <laughs> got to just stop recording. <laughs> Jesus. Um. Okay. But wait, what were we talking about? I don't know. Wait, we were talking about uh, oh the 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 psychic. And oh the psychic. Oh that's psychic, right. Because we're talking psychic. about the explanation, and you mm-hmm. just want a line where yeah. she explains why. Yeah, like oh the descendant of an apostle. You're the last. Oh whatever. Joseph the apostle. I mean, yeah. which is totally taking from that um Kevin Smith movie. Dogma. Yeah. Yeah. Although this movie cribs from plenty of movies, it you does, know, it does. Uh, one specifically fucking Videodrome, which we'll get into. Yeah, just I, I a think little the way bit. they did it was well executed. It it was. I was just kind of shocked by how much they did take from it. Right. Um, but the okay, so uh, but the psychic says her na- the uh, creature's name out loud. Her tem- name is Temptation. Temptation, yeah. And, and so then Temptation's temptation at the cafe with her, and she like, hears it. Yeah, yeah. It's like Joel, I gotta go. Hold one second, I'll be right back. She goes to the bathroom uh-huh. and takes off her sunglasses and her eyes are bleeding a little. Yeah. And she has like a moment where then she possesses the psychic. Yes. And he's like, you fools, you thought you could stop me? And uh, and Cage is like, oh shit, I gotta go. And uh, Bill Nunn's like, yeah, this is kind of creepy. <laughs> and, <laughs> and he slowly walks up. Yeah. Even speaking of the sunglasses, I feel like they had an idea behind that, but they it never really came to fruition. Mm-hmm. She wore sunglasses in most of her scenes, even if it was a dark, smoky nightclub. She was in glasses. Yeah. I didn't really think about that, but yeah, you're right. It was, um, it really made me think of, um, oh man, what is that movie on, uh, TV show on Amazon Mm. with, um, David Tennant in it? Oh, Good Omens? Uh, Good Omens. Oh, yeah. He wears sunglasses because he has snake eyes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I almost feel like they wanted her to have some type of eye effect. I don't know what it could be. Maybe red eyes, maybe some black demon eyes. But, Mm -hmm. and that's why they had her wearing sunglasses. But then they, um, Maybe didn't have the budget for that, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so she they, was just. I bet she put on glasses. like contacts at one point. She's like, "I'm not doing this anymore." Man, no. Probably couldn't afford good ones. No, mm-hmm. these like blood red. Because I like I can't imagine like all the old like uh, '80s and '90s movies when people did put on uh, like those crazy contacts, like or even like the early 2000s when like Jim Carrey did um, the Grinch, where it covers put, your entire eyeball. Like that I, makes I, me panicky. I can't believe they would do that. And uh, and like barely trying to like blink the entire time, like this is insane. Yeah. And so, anyway, so yeah, with no money, you can imagine what they could have done. Well, what I love is that she she possesses the the psychic, and then she finishes, and then she comes back to the the table with Joel, and he's just like sitting there with a cheesecake, and uh, and then he's like, "Are you okay? That's going on." And uh, she's like, oh, "It's okay. I just have a headache." He's like, "Aji." What do you need? Do you need an aspirin? Anything. What do you need? Is there anything I can do? God, it's... it's He's such a drain. He's so pathetic. (laughs) 
Yes. And unfortunately, at this point in the movie, all of the interesting characters have been um, killed off. No, not not yet. Like this. I guess when, this is the scene just, where they are killed off. Yeah, because well, they it's have the plan. Like the very next scene, they're killed off, and then from there, I'm like, all right, this. Hopefully, there's no time left in this movie because. Yeah. Which yeah, luckily not much. Yeah. So through throughout the the film, though, uh, we do get a little uh, flat or not flash, but just like uh, <clears throat> bits with the grandmother where she's like missing, uh, she's like dreaming, and then she's yeah. like Joel, oh, and then Lord, take she's, care of my boy. She's looking at a picture of Joel when he was a kid, and we at, we were like. Wait, what's wrong with that photo? Because his eyes were like just were crazy black, like cartoon black pupils. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it starts to bleed, which I'm like, that's cute. Oh, that's how they did that. Yeah. And uh, but then, uh, so like the Bill Nunn and Kay have the bright idea to like, all right, we're gonna have to kill her. And right. uh, and I don't think this is a bad idea. If I were is, in this, this wasn't universe, a bad idea. That, I would think like, okay, maybe uh, this would do it. Yeah. So, uh, so that work. Well, Kay then goes to Joel and, and he's like, hey, is she here? And he's like, no, why would she be? And, uh, and so he tells us, uh, like, hey, I have to kill your girlfriend because she is a succubus or something like that. And uh-huh. he's like, what? And uh, I was like, just trust me and just stay here. Uh-huh. And so uh, they go to the bar and it's like, hey, uh, they Kay also str- like strangles the bartender when he's like taking out the trash. Yeah, why does he do that? He's so very, aggro. Because they, the bartender had no issue drugging this woman with whatever. Which is crazy. They're, yeah, Kay was like, hey, put this vowel of um, liquid into holy her water. drink. He said it was holy water, but it could have been anything. Yeah. This and is, the bartender just does it. Like yeah, almost no question. questions asked. Yeah, I mean, this is Bill Cosby's favorite bar. Oh. <sighs> Well, I also, I feel like there may have been a scene cut where, when they get the holy water. Mm-hmm. That just felt really random to me that they showed up at the bar, strangled the bartender, had a vial of holy water. I'm like, was there a scene in here where they well, went to a church? And, and had they someone... said, yeah, it was just blessed. Yeah, it was just blessed. I'm like, could we have seen the just blessing? I mean, yeah. we had time to do many things in this film that were, un- <laughs> we watched Joel eat a cheesecake for God's sakes. Like, yeah. can we watch the blessing of a... <laughs> From the pastor? Yeah, recalibrating what's important to show and what's not would have been a huge help to the movie. Later that night, they got the water blessed. Uh, but yeah, so they, they the bartender then, he's making her, uh, I don't know what he's pouring. Vermouth, neat. Yeah, I don't know what that uh, was. It was red. Was yeah, it red? Okay. It was just Campari or something. Oh, and he slips it in and uh, he seems very nervous. Yeah. And she... So... There is a kind of a funny scene where it cuts outside at the bar where Bill Nunn and Kay are like by the door like, all right, we're about to go in there. Now, the thing is, though, she's going to start uh, gagging and convulsing and farting and all these things. He's like, oh, I don't want to see that. And he's like, oh, it's kind of a funny. Like, right. You got to get it right. We didn't it's... get any farting. I was really looking forward I know, to that. I, I wanted yeah. farting. I was like, one poot? Seriously? One we poot? can't get that? <laughs> Slobbering and farting and gagging and shit. Yeah. None of it. None of it. Well, a little bit of the gagging. A little bit of the gagging. Also, this must be a line of the movie because I wrote it down because it struck me as funny. Would jump in them drawers. Oh, yeah. Who says that? Oh, Kay says that to Joel. Like, would you jump in her drawers? Would you jump in her drawers? Like, <laughs> I, I, yeah, that's a good phrase. Let's bring that back. We should. Like, ma'am, I'd love to jump in your drawers. With well, those we, wet I, panties. I'm from uh, Virginia where we say draws. Draws, yeah. Draws. Yeah, my grandmother is from Georgia, and so she had some <clears throat> weird turns of phrase. Like, <laughs> I heard her say once, shake the dew off my lily. It's like, you mean you got to go piss? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> we should bring that back. I love that. Yeah, it's good. I like it. Uh, okay, so then... 
Oh, so, so yeah. She starts she, convulsing. She, she drinks it. Yeah. She goes nuts. And uh, then they go inside. They have like this crazy blade. That's another thing. Like, I feel like this could have been all one scene where they go get the water blessed because also he shows up with a big knife, mm-hmm. like almost like a machete type of knife. It's like a mini machete. And it's like, where yeah. did you get a mini machete and Strapped holy water? Leg. Yeah. Where, Tied together with um, what did you call it? Uh, oh, like cassette tape. Yeah, tape. it was yeah. like cassette tape to his, which was pretty badass. Where yeah. was that scene? Show and me the scene. Why was that? Because it looked like an old dagger or something. Like, mm. why was that important? And that would have been an interesting explanation. Like, this is the only thing. It, it would have made sense if, like, they stole. Remember, there was another dagger where she uh, cut uh, Norman, the uh, the married guy. Oh, yeah, we didn't mention. So well, Norman, that was, that was like a paring knife at best but norman was creaming himself over a feather that she was rubbing over his face it's one of the weirdest it's so funny it felt dirty watching it it felt a little dirty yeah okay uh trash in the can audience uh cannies as i like to call you um (laughs) trashies cannies is good trashy cannies is good i like okay do you want to you can either be trashies or cannies put it in the comments are there comments In the comments, we're gonna do a we're gonna do a poll, not sponsored by the host, but uh, audience sponsored. Do a poll <laughs> if a, if if you were having sexual relations and somebody whipped out a feather, are you aroused? Yes or no? Leave it in the comments once again. All right, we need well, the engagement. Yeah, we do. Kim, are, would you be aroused? Well, it depends on the feather. Oh, well, but just at the wait. sight of the feather, I wouldn't well, be aroused. Well, if, if there was just a basic, like, white or black feather, I'm bored. Like the yawn, Forrest Gump feather? Yawn. <laughs> this movie had a fucking peacock feather. It was it a peacock did. feather. I, yeah. I'm interested. You have my attention, sir. Hmm. Mama always says <laughs> feathers make sex more erotic. Makes the wet, panties go wet. That's what was happening uh, when... Uh, <laughs> Sally Field was fucking that guy to get keep uh, Forrest in school. Your mama sure does care a lot about your education, son. And she loves those peacocks. When I was a kid, I did not understand. So when Forrest either. starts doing the, and he's mimicking their sex sounds, I yeah. did not know what that meant. I just thought he was simple. And <laughs> <laughs> I, I literally, maybe only 10 years ago, that dawned on me. Oh, but it's like, no. oh, he was making their, mimicking their sex noises. <sighs> Oh, boy. Welcome to the show. Um, okay, so let's wrap this up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so... Before I say something offensive. Yeah, really. So they are trying to stab her, but uh, she was like kind of fake, I guess, or something. Well, no, I think she, she was genuinely hurt, but she's still very strong. And she yeah. started to do that thing like, stop hitting yourself, but like... Stop stabbing yourself and yeah. gets the dagger turned in on Bill Nunn. Well, who makes a run for it? They, yeah, they both. Yeah, he doesn't get run. stabbed. Yeah, and so they go outside like, "Oh, your car is stolen. Where is it?" And he's like, "I don't know. I'm going this way. I'm going this way." And so they split up. No reason for them to split up. No. And Bill Nunn gets into someone's car. Yeah, he flags him down, flashes his badge, yeah. and he gets in the back seat. And it's the bartender. Well, presumably when she got you know sick and realized what happened, she killed him, and now he's one of her minions. Yeah, and. He looks to his side, and there's an adorable demon puppet uh, sitting next to him that eats him. I was like, well, that's great. Does it eat him? I don't know. It, I think it we just... see him at the end, don't we? Well, because I think he's possessed at that oh. point. Right. But then Kay goes back home. Joel's not there. And uh, and then this is the video drum scene. It's like 
it's crazy how much they do this, but like, they, I've never seen video drum, but I've seen that scene. Yeah. So like, uh, he has like an old CRT wooden, you know, uh, love those things. It's great. I and, wish I kept that one we bought for that shitty movie we no, made. We did not make a shitty movie. Um, I mean, we made a movie. Was, okay. We made a movie. It's okay. not shitty. Uh, but so, uh, he sees like himself on TV and then he like goes up to it and then it like he presses, presses, uh, he presses his hand against the, uh, the TV screen and then he gets like sucked into it and he's getting, he gets eaten. And then it, it even does the end of video drum where the TV like basically explodes guts and gore. Uh-huh. They're like, holy shit, they fucking did video drum. Um, and there's a Ronald Reagan doll sitting on the TV that giggles as it's happening. It's done, that's not in video drum. Um, okay. But uh, so Kay's gone and now is Bill Nunn. And so now we're basically back at uh, uh, Temptress's or Temptation's house with Joel. She's offering him wine. Oh, okay. So they drink wine in the Bible. Here Would is you a- like this Kool-Aid wine I have here. Yeah. I was like, I've never seen wine that color. Yeah. And if you have, it probably is a screw on cap. Um, Boone's Farm. There's nothing wrong with a screw on cap. By nothing the way. wrong with that. No, no, no. But Boone's Farm is nasty, and that was the wine at my sister's wedding. Each table had oh a bottle God. of blue, <laughs> blue coconut Boone's Farm. Now this was many years ago. She's my older sister. Did you have the option to un- RSVP? <laughs> Go home. Man, I got so sick off that wine because she let me and my friends have it after uh, oh. know, those leftovers. Oh. And it was, oh, they all came over to my house. I was 18 and my parents were like, well, if you're going to drink, do it at home and don't drive. Oh, so this was like two decades ago. <laughs> Nearly. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Amazing. And uh, man, if I even smell that stuff now, <laughs> I shit my pants. Oh my God. Yeah. Immediate runs. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, well, more like trots now. I don't run. Okay. Well, okay. Anyway. Uh, okay, so then... So oh, she drugs him. She he drugs passes him. passes out. Well, because he's like, I don't drink. I don't drink at all. And so she puts her fingernail in the wine yes. and then drinks it and then hardcore makes out with him. So I do want to do another episode of How Much Would It Take? And what? Today's episode of How Much Would It Take? How much would it take monetary-wise? Like, how much money would it take for you to make out with Joel? Oh, God. <laughs> For me to make out with Joel? Now, granted, he has the most chapped lips in the world. He's done up like a corpse. And he directed te- Death by Temptation. Now, is it on camera? Oh, oh, it is on camera. Great question. Oh, it is definitely on camera. The price has gone up. <laughs> what is the price? Because um, if we were in like a shady corner of a bar, maybe a Lone Star and a tequila shot. Whoa, man! You were a cheap oh. date <laughs> in, a, in the shady corner of a bar on on recorded evidence. That's wow, how's that making you feel, right? <laughs> <laughs> is that all? Is that all he did? Is he bought you a Lone Star? <laughs> shot, shot? I would like to plead the fifth and just answer the question that I was asked. <laughs> Oh my god, my cheeks. Uh, monetary wise, okay, if I have to give an answer. Yes. Oh god, that's tough. Uh, I'm gonna say just a kiss. You said just a kiss? Well, it's just like, it's like making out with him, like in this. So there's tongue. There, un- there was tongue in this movie. Licking his teeth and everything. Oh, I know, uh, it was gross. I'll say 10,000. Okay. Right. See, she. Th- that's great because we're cheap dates as well. Because we were like, there's been s- stuff that we've seen in some of these movies that we've watched that it's just like we ask people like, my sister, she'll like, oh, at least a million dollars to do something like that. Exactly. <laughs> like, for us, we're let's like, be realistic. 
Yeah, we were like, eh, maybe a for like a blowy, but a kiss. Ugh. It's like a couple of grand, but like here, yeah. I'm a curious boy. Yeah, a couple of grand. Yeah, I'll do that. I want to be in death you by never temptation. Never felt sandpaper rub against your lips before. Uh, well, I felt um, oh god, uh, like a oh god. stubble. And yeah, I don't he had care for that. a couple ingrowns around his chopped lips, I noticed. Oof. Oh. I'm just thinking about like how bad a kisser this guy is, too, being as mm. sheltered as he is. And I don't just mean the character in the movie. I mean the actor. <laughs> actor in quotations. Yes. Just so we're all clear. <laughs> there was no acting to be had in this film from him. So if it's just making out on camera. Yeah. Well, I will say... Me making out with him would probably piss off a lot of the right kind of people in this shitty country. So, oh, so for, I would for do less. it for cheaper. I'd yeah. do it for cheaper. Really? Yeah. Like 500 bucks? Like, uh. You're worth more than that. 750? <laughs> um, which is, uh, you know what? I'll do a, a month's rent. How about that? Okay. So, about almost 1500. I would do it for that. And I want the video played at churches across the country. <laughs> In the deep south, mostly. That's so funny. You said a month's rent because I calculated how much it would take to pay off my car. And I was like, $10,000. See, there you go. make out, pay off my car. That sounds like a good deal to me. Look, <laughs> see, that's we, my argument. It's like you say, oh, like $50,000. And like, whoa, that's way too cheap. It's like, that's like a year's salary for some people. Like, that wouldn't, like, well, all you have to do yeah. is fake hump someone. That's easy. And the whole thing was like, oh, for a million dollars. Like, all right. That you could say that for anything. Like it's got you really got to up the ante. Like cutting off a hand or something. Yeah, that would be millions of dollars. Right. Well, like just making out with a dude. Fuck yeah. Give me maybe a two months rent or something. We live in oh, a now it's going up. We live in a gig economy, baby. <laughs> Look, we're all struggling. We're all concerned hey, hey, about hey, money. You, you said one month before. All right, one month. Yeah, all right, one James month. Bond the third. Actually, hundred dollars. Yeah, I could tell people I've kissed James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> no, not James Bond the third. James, the James third. Bond has been... It's a very long time. You kissed James Bond? The third? Uh, yes, I have. The third. Uh, the third, yeah. You just mumble like him. Yeah. And they're like, wait, you kissed... Who's the third James Bond? Roger Moore? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Because George Lazenby is the second one for one movie. Sure. I've never seen any James Bond movies. I, yeah, no. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. I've seen this James Bond movie. I'm fine. All right, right. Stop avoiding the question. What's yeah. your price? Oh, uh, you I, whore! I, I, no, I said it earlier. I was like two grand. Two grand? I said yeah. Oh, you're cheap. Yeah, yeah. yeah you you guys hire. are both pretty cheap. Wow. You're both cheap sluts. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so if you got any friends willing to pay, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he passes out, and then uh, yeah, he wakes up in a hallucination in his childhood bedroom. Oh yeah. Remember Sam Jackson right. busts in and he's calling him a sinner. Yeah. Yada yada. He's like, he's "You're like, dead." Yeah, and he's like, "You're he's dead." Like, Who are you? And because uh, there's one time that he almost emotes, like, "There's no way." Remember there's he, no way he, he cries. He cries for a second. A tear streams that's down his the, face. Uh, so he emotes at least once in this movie. That's right. Um, and then was he that co- a real tear? Is putting a little bit of you know droppers in your eye. Advising. Yeah, a little bit of that. Thinking about your dog that died. <laughs> But uh, then uh, all of a sudden, the most badass thing happens. He's because he wakes up finally back in the room and uh, the succubus is there. And then all of a sudden the door kicks open and then it's grandma ready to save the day. I was like, fuck, yeah, here we go. And so uh, that doesn't happen. No, no, uh, no. No, and grandma happen. immediately gets molly whopped by the <laughs> whatever demon thing lady. Yeah. Yeah. And it's choked out for a solid 
five minutes no, now, of screen time? Oh, one yeah. one like, thing, okay. There is brain damage. There, one thing that does happen <laughs> is that uh, she's trying to uh, make out with, or like basically fuck to death James Bond. And the third, the third, uh, and uh, but he, she does like break his wrist, yeah, by like, pushing his hand back. Yeah, there are little things like that in movies where I appreciate is like that's such an awkward thing to show that like what that is what would be debilitating. Yeah, and yeah. I'm just like, okay, that's cool that they did that, and it looked okay uh, yeah. for the movie, for the movie, for the movie's budget and era, right. And uh, and so like he's thrown across the room, and then that's when she's choking Grandma. But she does also morph into like a big bug-eyed monster yeah. thing, very much the fly. Yeah, a lot yeah. of David Cronenberg in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, James Bond the third is a big fan. Yeah, I guess so. Um, so, and- but when uh, the grand no, when Joel's wrist was broken by the temptress or the temptation mon- demon. His ankles also uh, seemed to stop working because he was not able. He needed, in order to defeat the demon, he needed to get to his Bible and his cross, which were on the other side of the room, Mm -hmm. which granted this room was maybe 10 by 10 feet, so not a huge room. But he decided (laughs) to roll himself across a bed, fall on the floor, keep rolling. If anybody has ever seen a K-drama... When you when the two leads of a K drama want to kiss each other, but they're in a K drama, so they have to be like you know, waiting for each other to be in true love or whatever. Imagine the the length of time you have to wait for two K drama leads to kiss, which can go on from ten to three hours. Imagine that, but with a man with a with a limp wrist crawling across a room to a Bible. And then the whole time Sam Jackson is cutting in and out of the scene saying, just say the word, the word of God, the word. And the whole time I'm like, Joel, is there a word you can say? Are there words? Why why am I watching you fumble crumble across this room? Shazam. For 20 minutes. (laughs) Literally, I wish if he had said Shazam, the whole movie would have been saved. I swear to God. Or if he'd said dynamite. Oh Anything. God. I mean, Freakazoid kind of sent me. Yeah. I was already like, that yeah. That almost made and this a perfect movie. And he turns into Freakazoid? Yes. Oh, my God. But he gets to the, he gets across the room after Finally. many, many, many minutes. Like, God. It was leg day, so yeah, he was exhausted. I, I seriously many, think his grandma it was the whole like time. two and a half minutes. Like, that, I know that doesn't seem like Minimum. a long point, but like, that really is. You're watching it happen is long. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and he gets the cross and the only words that he says is i i rebuke you demon demon and she's like fuck and then she melts and we get some crazy camera effects uh yeah. like weird visual thing going on when she turns to a monster which apparently the film didn't end with her becoming a full demon and blowing up that the film was already completed but when trauma picked it up lloyd kaufman was like you guys need a better ending no we way. need an explosion so they they, uh, it wasn't even shot by James Bond or uh, Ernest uh, Dick- Dickinson. Dickerson. Dickerson. Uh, so it was shot by somebody else, and they... In fact, I think Lloyd Kaufman directed that scene of the head blowing up. No way. Because they made an effect, and they wanted something bigger to end the movie. Oh, wow. He's a creep. Is he? Yeah, he's kind of a creep. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. Like, I don't I don't have any investment in trauma, but he's always seemed like a weird sort of avuncular nerd. Yeah, he's a creep. Oh. Uh, yeah. Wade, what do you know? A lot. Should we talk off mic? Oh, yeah. So we don't get involved in any legal disputes? Oh, yeah. Okay. Definitely, for sure. Great. A lot of wet panties involved. Ugh. Um. So 
she melts like a gremlin and blows up and blows up yeah and grandma's fine grandma's fine even though there was like blood coming off of like when she was being choked and like yeah. like grandma's dead yeah but she's alive she's i mean fine. she's painted like a corpse as we've discussed <laughs> oh my god and, and then, uh, she was prepared to die the whole movie. <laughs> she's always prepared for she's her prepped. funeral. No costume change needed. <laughs> just lay her down. That's right. Just put me in the box. Yeah. So uh, it it ends, and then uh, well, oh, so we get some voiceover from him that's rambling, meaningless. Oh God! But while this is happening, we're seeing some visuals. A car pulls up to the same bar we've seen for the whole movie. Somebody gets out. We see, you know, some legs and feet walking. The window opens, rolls down, and it turns out it's Kay. Now he's a demon uh, driver. Yeah, he has d- demon teeth. So you're like, oh, no, yeah, Kay. he's a demon, but he has a job. Yeah. So he's, a, he's <laughs> legitimately, if I'm going to the underworld and I'm a demon, don't give me a job. It's like, yeah. come on. I don't want bureaucracy and stuff in hell like the way they talk about Beetlejuice. Yeah. That's my only hope for the afterlife. I don't want to pay any bills. I'm so tired of working, and we're all going to work until we drop. Yeah. Or until society collapses, you know? Yeah. One of the two. Mad Max times. We'll see. Yeah. But but so then, uh, it's revealed that uh, the new iteration of the Temptation monster is Bill Nunn, because a line that opens the movie, well, the first one she speaks, is the line that he speaks. Somebody offers to light a cigarette. It's a young lady, and she has a match, and lights it up, and he goes... You should get a lighter. The flame lasts longer. But he looks right at the camera as he says it. And that's the first thing she says in the movie. Right, right. And, and then, then it's, it's, Joel was just saying, and then the, uh, um, Jesus, fellas. Jesus, fellas. And, you know, AIDS you know. is scary. <laughs> and uh, that brings us, I guess, to uh, recycling, where we take elements of this movie and turn it into something hopefully better. Yes. So, right, you have been. Uh, Really, yeah, really gung ho about your idea. So, what is your idea for this movie? So, my idea is uh, based on a very brilliant joke I've been doing this entire show uh, so far. Uh, You'll have to specify there are so many. So, uh, now I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, MGM (laughs) just bounced. I heard that. Man, these mics are good. I know, right? Uh, (laughs) One of those throat ones. (laughs) So. MGM is looking for its new 007. And the thing mm-hmm. is, this person, his name is James Bond, the third. Mm-hmm. And what what a better person to play the new James Bond. This guy plus now being middle-aged. Yes. Okay. And it would be a completely different perspective. It would be very interesting. And here's the thing. They can save money because he can write and direct it. So the thing is, I walked into the studio today and I walked past a huge pile of dog shit. (laughs) And I feel like before we jump the gun and cast James Bond the third, maybe this pile of dog shit might want to audition first. (laughs) That's just my idea, though. It did have a big fan base, all those flies. Yes. (laughs) It had a crowd. That's the only thing. Entourage. I I just, it would be so funny. It's like, Bond. James Bond, just really, and then the villain starts, uh, you know, monologuing, and he goes the third. <laughs> well, what he would say is, "I rebuke you." Uh, I rebuke you, Doctor No. Doctor No. I rebuke you, Miss Many Penny. Many Penny. Many Penny. Miss Many Penny. Take that bow off, and I'll get to know ya. Uh, so yeah, I I don't have anything else. For, for God's sakes, this guy. Uh, I, I mean. I didn't 
hate it. It's just like he's such an odd person to do this. Then I just started thinking about like, oh my god, wouldn't have been funny for all the other batshit auteurs that we uh, know and love, uh, like your Tommy Wiseau's or, or Neil Breen. Neil Breen, if Neil oh Breen was dropped god. into this movie and he's the lead and he's the only white guy, oh my god, that would be really funny because uh, he has the same delivery. Yeah, he does. It's very stilted and. Uh, Okay, so full disclosure, I really enjoy this movie. I saw it once and I had a good time. Uh-huh. Now, burp, I had a couple of drinks in me and uh, it was fun. I enjoyed it, but I definitely know that it's not a good movie and yeah. the lead really drags it down. But yeah. I will say with some, uh, just not even a lot of reworking, I think it could be really fun. Yeah. I mean, certainly recasting some things, and obviously elevated budget, but that's, you know, whatever. Right. This guy stuff. But what I really think my ideal casting choice for grandma and she would have she would have lined up in age uh, when this movie was made she would have been an old lady she was alive so lawanda page yeah you know yeah, yeah. did you did you know where i was going I knew exactly where you're going so lawanda page uh, for those of you out there uh, if you've ever watched sanford and son she's Ann esther you old fish-eyed fool, and she calls people turkey. And, and she's she, also been in the, the uh, mono, uh, mausoleum. Mausoleum. She's great in that. And when I was a kid, she was also the spokesperson for Church's Chicken uh, in the 90s. And so she has got such a, a strong presence, oh and God. she's so funny. I think that the movie itself, like we t- we talked about how when Grandma kicks open the door, get away from my boy. Yeah. And it's like, oh, Grandma's going to kick ass, and then immediately doesn't. Yeah. In my version, Grandma, who Luanda Page is famous for hitting people with her purse, I want her to kick in the door, get away from him, you fish-eyed fool. And she walks over with her purse, and she starts wailing on the demon, and she's the one that saves the day. And the whole thing is really about Grandma trying to protect this dunce that she got left with when her son died. <laughs> and she's actually the savior of the movie. Mm. And that the the uh, Joel is kind of a little repressed horn dog, and that's why he went to New York. He is looking for a wicked city woman. Oh. As, as a... Tennessee Ernie Ford used to say when he guested on Isle of Lucy for a couple episodes, a wicked city woman. So that's what he's looking for. And Grandma knows he doesn't know shit from Shinola. So she follows him to New York. And we see a lot of scenes of her experiencing New York and putting people in their place. Like, I like that. I think that would be fun. She's like a vigilante. Eric, I'm going to build on this for you, help you out a little bit. I think this should be a Tyler Perry original film <gasps> with Medea as the grandmother. Oh, oh my God, you God. did it! You fucking did Boom. it! Boom! You fucking Team did the it! Third, call me. I didn't know. We didn't explain also this. Also, call Tyler Perry. We didn't explain <laughs> this, but this this is actually a game, and you just won. Uh, yeah, you literally just won the game because okay, that that would be That's perfect. Brilliant, right? But, and this is perfect. Oh, like, and, and Kerry Medea. Washington is the uh, is the demon. Jerry uh, Washington would be great. I was thinking Holly Berry, but ooh, but okay. well, it depends on if are we setting this still in the '90s? Because in the '90s, I Holly would have Berry loved would have been a good still, one. Yeah, still. Be, I don't want to diminish the the temptation demon in this film Certainly. because I think she did the best she could with what she had. To, Everyone what had, she had did the best they could. But not the director. Her not the director. makeup had a lot to be desired, sure. and I know Holly Berry is just like she could wake up in the morning fresh face and be the most gorgeous woman in the room you know they yeah. needed a, a woman like that who just oozes like everyone like sex appeal women want to be her men want her and that is Halle Berry that is maybe Vivica A. Fox in the 90s Ooh, who man. also I maybe Gabrielle Union 
You know, I'm thinking about some 90s like divas who I would have uh, broken both my legs to be. And <laughs> then you have Medea being the grandma. Oh, man. Um, have Tyler Perry play the lead. Fuck it. You know, if we're if we're if we're going to Tyler Perry original, he can play two parts. Oh play? shit! It, it, well, he could be the whole cast. He could <laughs> be Bill Nunn's no, character no. and the lead. He could be all the characters except the sexy lady, which yes. needs to be an actual sexy lady. Yes. Yeah. 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 Wow. No, and, and that's the thing. It's like okay, so oh, I'm thinking man. about when uh, in, in Diary of a Mad Black Woman, uh, Medea taking a chainsaw to uh, the couch of the guy that wronged her niece. The idea that she would kick in a door and say, "Do you know I'm strapped?" Well, uh, you know, <laughs> Joel was getting choked. <laughs> it's incredible. And uh, I don't think there's any way that this should ever be remade without Medea's presence in the movie. That is a fantastic hallelujah. idea. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's the last line of the movie. After the, the demon explodes. Yeah, and she goes, hallelujah. No, that's the word, that's the word that she has to say. Say the word. Kill the demon. <laughs> oh, my God. She holding up the cross and she's like, ah! "We fixed it." Roll the credits. Wow. And wait, the wait, the temptress. If this is a Tyler Perry movie, I think the temptation should be one of because uh, would be one of those like bland blonde white actresses that are in the movie yeah. sometimes as the villain. Oh, that would be interesting that and would funny. Be interesting. And it's like a, a Karen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, he Allie Lautner. Remember her? Oh, I, perfect. Allie Larder. Lauder, Lauder yeah, from Heroes. Right. Yeah, she's a good one. I had a crush on her. Um, yeah. Could we get who's that uh, senator who doesn't who believes in like Jewish people being aliens? Oh, Bo, is it Bobart or the no, uh, the one with Mar- Mar- Marjorie Taylor Green? Yes. yes. If we could get Marjorie Taylor Green. Oh God, who would she to tempt? be in this black exploitation <laughs> film with Tyler Perry? Oh my God. I don't know. I, I I'm going to turn the star around. I don't know if things. I want to do this. She's, okay. I don't know. Maybe she's too evil for the movie. Well, if we tell her it's all about embracing Jesus so his grace can <laughs> uh, run down your legs. She oh, I really have it. to say these so lines. So his grace can run down your legs. No, oh my you know when Jesus people talk about Jesus, they're He's just inside like, me let him and, come inside of you yeah. and then his spirit will run down your legs. Jesus, your blow thighs. my blackout. Yes. Blackout? My backout. Blow my backout. Oh my God. Oh my god. Cut all of this out, right? Oh. We're, if you don't cut it out, we're going to hell. Oh. I'm already there, baby. Yeah, really. <laughs> oh my god. Well, no, honestly, yeah, I, that is maybe one of my favorite recycling that we've talked about in a long time. Like, the, of course, Medea would be the grandma in this movie. That, that's like, perfect. All respect to uh, Lawanda Page, RIP. I yeah. love you. Yeah. But that would be such a bonkers choice. And I know that uh, Medea's already done a couple of horror-ish movies the, what, like, the Halloween. Halloween. goes to Halloween or something like no, that it's like Boo, Boo Halloween yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> which yeah. I haven't seen but I have a big soft spot for Medea movies in my heart like even the last one I I didn't care for but it also had oh, my Jesus favorite drag Christ. character okay. from an Irish sitcom in it Mrs. Brown's Boys is this Irish sitcom which is terrible but I love it's so corny and Mrs. Brown is in the new Medea movie and I saw it and I was like this is my Avengers <laughs> this is <laughs> this is my tr- like, uh, what's the the big uh, Avengers movie called? Infinity War. Infin- this is my Infinity Wars. Yeah, yeah. Like, the only thing we're missing is, uh, you know, like, B. Arthur or something. It's like I needed that Man. to happen. Uh, well, yeah, so I got it. Okay, oh, so... Divine? Uh, oh, Divine. Oh, Divine. Man, Divine. I wish Divine had lived. And like, then Robin Williams coming up as Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah, R.I.P. Oh, Harvey Firestein is the mom and Hairspray oh. in it in the musical version. Shit. Yeah. 
So I, I think... prefer John Travolta. Travolta in the okay production. in the film version. Yeah. yeah. Now I, I just because I have an affinity for Harvey and his life and stories and his voice. Oh, and Hedwig and an angry inch. Uh, oh yeah. We can yeah. just go down a whole line. <laughs> so we're gonna make this into a drag movie. Uh, I'm okay. totally fine with that. But uh, so a trash takeaway. Now, Cam, it's your first time, so I'm going to put you on the spot. And I just saw you tell me no, but I'm going to ask anyway. Did you learn anything watching this movie? I learned that I'm so happy to be born as a millennial, mm-hmm. a young millennial, just for the record. Yeah, we're geriatric millennials, um, technically. Okay. Yes. Or older. We're, old. we're older. My well, sister's a geriatric, and she's 40. I, I was going to talk about, I was going to go on a whole spiel about how I'm happy to be a young millennial because I have access to makeup that's, that matches my skin tone, but that's boring. That's boring take. I'm not going to go down that but road. But that's also a fair and uh, it, relevant take. It is. It totally is. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to actually think about this movie. What did I learn? <laughs> She's stalling. I see uh, no, 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 no. I, <laughs> moisturizing is very important. I, I do think if, okay, what I learned from this film is if I, if a bartender brings me a free drink and I watched him pour the drink with his back turned to me, mm. there might be holy water in it and I probably should not accept the drink. Yeah. Uh, mainly because I'm a big old sinner, and yeah. I'll probably start, you know, convulsing and farting, farting and <laughs> vomiting, and you know, all that good stuff, all that good stuff. Oh yeah. Um, which I wouldn't mind doing, but you know, depends on the public situation. Yeah. So yeah, don't accept drinks from bartenders that are free that they made when their back was fully turned to you and they looked at you with a suspicious face. Yeah. Because that's well, that's, that's bad fair. news bears. Yeah. Also, I'm just going to do a second one. You uh, learned a lot. No one gave me any rules, so I'm just going to do a no second rules. one. If a man with very chapped lips and a Bible and a cross approach oh. you in a bar, oh. and they want to drink a, ju- a, 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 a cup of milk with you, just go home. Yeah. You know? It's, you don't need that. You don't, you don't need Mumbles McGee to, to talk <laughs> no. to you for half a night just to give you a inappropriate kiss yeah and but in the corner you really... just take a lone star and a t- shot of tequila well <laughs> we're we all have we're our... talking about if it's early days i just got to yeah. the bar and he he approaches me not i've been there for an hour and you know my standards have drastically lowered yeah well speaking of uh lowering standards uh <laughs> right uh as Kim's lower standard, uh, no. what would you? <laughs> but also, if a man is drinking milk at a bar, that seems like a big red flag. Oh, he's just, a serial killer. Yeah, it seems quite he is unnerving. A yeah, yeah he's like Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah, oh, yeah, there's something dangerously wrong if you're drinking something other than a non-alcoholic version of the liquor or beer that is there, and or, or water. Or I, I've done it once where I had like just club soda with a little lime, just because it's like I want to have something. Sure, but just a dairy product, a dairy in a bar. It's like, okay, this guy either loves diarrhea <laughs> or is a serial killer or both. <laughs> He's going to shit in my stab wounds. Oh, no. I know. Sepsis. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> right. What did you learn? I learned I am weird that I... You just learned that. Okay, well, I learned that I'm weird. Didn't all the kids in junior high teach you that already? <laughs> teach? 
taunted? Taunt uh, you? <laughs> didn't they beat that into you? Yeah, they definitely did. No, that I didn't know that snapping with your ring finger was weird, but you guys snapped it with your ring. That's so yeah. weird, audience. Um, okay, there's another poll. Cannies. Uh, uh, snap with your third finger, your ring finger. It's impossible. I'm literally trying it. Do you hear me not doing it? I can do it, but it's work. And then the middle it's, finger for me, that's work. It's not work Why? for you with the middle finger. It. it oh. Oh. Uh, <laughs> oh uh, it, to snap. To snap. It's not. That, work. That's another thing too. If you see a guy drinking milk at the bar, he's gonna try to dry finger you at some point. Oh, like we just know. Uh, I'm speaking to the men in the audience too. Speaking of a dry rub, uh, Eric, what did you learn? Uh, you know, I learned um, that if a, a lady. Uh-huh is so eager to take you back to her place when you've just said hello, uh, she is going to fucking kill you. Like, you gotta work for it a little bit. And if you don't, it is a crime set up. You're either gonna be framed, or, or she's gonna AIDS. murder you. Or give you some sort of uh, disease. Give you some sort of AIDS. You know. Some, uh, <laughs> There's a variety of AIDS. Vintage 90s, you know. Vintage 90s AIDS. Uh, yeah. But I learned that, and then I did also learn that, like, okay, watching this movie again and with other people, it, I was more aware of its flaws than I was watching it the first time on, on Joe Bob Briggs' show, where yeah. he, you know, he interrupts the movie to talk about, you know, history of it and whatnot. It was like, okay, yeah, I can kind of appreciate that this is maybe not as fun as I remembered it mm -hmm. being, which I, it, it was just, it's, it's one of those things, like... You know, I've seen movies in the theater and the audience is super into it and I had a great time and I'll watch it alone later. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, I was like, what was I on? Like, I know 80 for Brady is not a good movie, but I was drunk with uh, my girlfriend and two gay friends and a couple of other people uh, and uh, I was like, we had a good time. Cheering for these old broads, like, having a, you know, doing drugs and drinking and fucking and shit. That's in 80 for Brady? So much anal. No, no. But there is a joke. So many wet panties. No, uh, well, no, not at that age. Uh, <laughs> but uh, what's his name? Uh, Guy Fieri. There is a joke about him being pegged and enjoying it. Oh, and someone oh, was pegged in this movie. We saw that. Who oh, got pegged? Right. Um, uh, the the oh, guy oh, who was gay. Yeah, the yes, gay guy. Who got seduced by her still. Yeah. 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 And that also makes me think there is some sort of weird message about AIDS in that era. I don't know why. Oh, yeah. I don't know, but I, again, I don't know what they're trying to say because it's sort of uh, haphazardly executed. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sure the main lead mumbled it at some point. Whatever. Yeah. This is really about AIDS. Anyway. This is the subtext for this film. Look at my red ribbon. I've done all I can. <laughs> oh, my God. So well, yeah. would you guys recommend watching this movie? I say yes. I still think it is worth a watch because there's some interesting visuals there's some great performances by great character actors, uh -huh. just not the lead. Yeah. But I think it would be fun to watch. And just watch it with some friends, have a couple of drinks, I think it's smoke some weed, whatever. I think it's fun. What do you, what do you, would you recommend it? Um, I, I would recommend for our Swedish audience, if you're watching this <laughs> as Vampires in Brooklyn Part 2... <laughs> Uh, go for it. You know, you've already watched the better movie, so might as well watch the shitty sequel. So just wind down oh, yeah. with the... Exactly. I will say, I do want to watch Vampire in Brooklyn, because I don't think I've seen the you've whole thing. You've not seen it? Well, I saw some... It used to be on cable. It. It's so good. Cable when I was a yeah. kid. We should do that as one of the things. One of these thing things that you these, do. These, That's these a Wes things? Craven movie, right? It is, yeah. Which is so crazy. Really yeah. good. Eddie Murphy's super funny. Angela Bassett is... is well, Bassing you know, it up. Yeah. It's a smoke show. She's real hot. She is like she's still hot now. Well, yeah, the thing is like she's one of our hottest, 
best actors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like she was acting the shit in like uh, Wakanda Forever. It was like she acted her ass off. In that the fact movie. that she was uh, nominated, I was kind of shocked by it. it was like really it's someone a in comic a book movie, Marvel right. movie. Yeah, but, but I remembered like thinking about it. Like yeah, she did really. Like mm-hmm. bring it. Well, she's got to do a lot of heavy like carrying because obviously oh, Chadwick. The, yeah, yeah, Chadwick is gone. She carried the movie for the first thirty minutes. I can't speak on the rest of the movie, unfortunately. See, I didn't see it, um, but I've seen a lot of her because she was nominated. Saw so a lot of clips of her performance. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. she's a delight as always. But well, yeah. uh, I guess that brings us to the uh, end of another one somehow. But yeah. So but Kim, thank you so much for joining so much. us. This and, was uh, a lot of fun, guys. Yes. Wow. I, I'm we glad did you it. didn't hate it because it would be <laughs> awkward know. for your fella. Anyway, audience, vote on who the best guy is in this. <laughs> for the record, I am a woman and um, <laughs> the other two people are men, so I'm not in the poll. Allegedly. Even, yeah. even if you did like me the most, you can't vote for me. I'm sorry. Yeah, she is a strong woman of color uh, with a couple of uh, crackers, although I am a spicy cracker because I am half Mexican, yeah. but nobody knows. I'm just a saltine. Yeah. What's that Mexican spice they put on on things on fruit? Tahini. T- tahini. I am a. I, I'm. I'm. I'm like a white bread with a bit of tahini. Exactly. Yeah. That's why we like you. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. And uh, I the the most Mexican I've ever felt was when my girlfriend saw my penis for the first time, and she goes, "Cause I'm uncut," and she goes, "Wow, you really are Mexican." Wow. Yeah. And, uh, that's, information. That's where this show goes. That's where we go. Uh, down my pants. So anyway. God. Thanks for joining us and uh, watch Vampire in Brooklyn. (laughs) (laughs) Two. When the sun goes down, my clothes start looking fine. When the moon is round, my beauty blazes higher. Intro song Too Easy and outro song Charlotte's Web, both provided by the wonderful White Ghost Shivers. Please follow them on all social media outlets, as well as find their music wherever great music is sold. In your castles, behind locked doors, it's your nature that you.